Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our job. Joey Clark. Hello, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. In the studio with me is 84 and Baron Coleman. Hola, hola, señores. Hola, señores. Well, I'm fresh off watching the Ric Flair 30 for 30. And did you show. see it? Yeah, it was if, great. If you want to be the man, you got to beat, beat the, the man. man. Style him, profile him, and defiling the nation's daughters and sisters. And, and I am daughters. that man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That it was an incredible documentary. It really did a lot to show that no wrestling isn't really fake. It's choreographed. Like all the risks those guys take, how you have to train the endurance. It did a fantastic job to get the average sports fan hooked on wrestling. Thought that was pretty cool. But the uh, the story itself of Ric Flair uh, is tragic. It really is. His real name Richard Flyer. Fleer. There was an H in there. Yeah. And it was like I-E-H-R or something. Fleer. And essentially it comes down to Richard Fleer never learned how to be Richard Fleer. He created this character, Ric Flair, that's larger than life. I'm going to rub in your face how much money and booze I drink, how much money I have, how many women I sleep with, and I'm be the biggest, baddest guy on the block. I'm the man and I'm the champ. And that became his real-life persona. Yeah. Much to the detriment of his wife. He had four wives, I think. Or has now, one he's, now. He's, he's had three. He has and one he's, now. he's engaged right now. And it, to me, what I picked up from that was he's got this desire to have some form of a home life. Right. But he has no will to, you know, actually, actually yeah. act like a husband. And because you don't get married twice and have children with him, you know, two different women, and then you have another wife, and then you divorce her, and then you're engaged again at, I guess he's close to 70 now. Well, and he didn't get it because he bought this multi-million dollar home and he brought his parents over. And, like, showing it off to him, thought they were going to, like, be impressed. And his dad's like, what did you do? Who needs all this? And it's like, Wow. And his dad wasn't a peasant. I mean, his his, no. his father was. Uh, and I never realized this till last night. His father was a, a medical doctor. Yeah. I mean, that's so they weren't. I mean, maybe it maybe is, he was general practitioner or something. And but, but it, it's, they, they were still well off. Well, and it probably did baffle them that it is such a weird way to become famous and iconic to be the greatest wrestler of all time, professional wrestler. Like, I mean, you'd think normal avenues would be, be president, be a great senator, be a good politician, as much as you can be good and a politician, um, be a great athlete in traditional sports, like football or baseball. You'll be known for all time, be a great inventor or whatever, but professional wrestler. It You wouldn't think it would become this, but Flair hit the right moment where it went from you're doing a few arenas around the country and it's regional and you have your territories to cable news comes in, 
or not just cable news, cable television in general, and syndication comes in, he's on everywhere. And it's him and Hulk Hogan going back and forth. And so he becomes this larger-than-life guy. And he did have the skill. I have to give him that. Incredible drive in terms of taking care of himself, at least to perform. He drank himself. I mean, it's amazing he's alive. It, it really is. And the, the thing is, he had... He wasn't the best-looking dude. He wasn't chiseled. I mean, he never was chiseled. And if you think about Hulk Hogan, he was never chiseled. I mean, he wasn't like one of the, you know, big old what we muscles, think of up, is, you is know, muscles on top of muscles. Those standards have changed. But he had the... He could act. Oh, and that's yeah. so, so much of a part of he it. Could and, sell. and in the documentary, if you hadn't seen it, Hulk Hogan... Seemed to me like he was being completely honest. Oh, yeah. He said, "Oh no," he says, "I'm not the big. I was never the biggest wrestler around. Ric Flair was. He had everything. He had the feather boas on the end of his, you know, robes and all that stuff." Oh, and Snoop Dogg essentially named Ric Flair an honorary black person last night. Uh, well, and and I can remember <laughs> when he came to Montgomery. Uh, and we've talked about this before, Joey. But you know, our we were like a. a Triple A wrestling service around here. Sure, the SEC wrestling with Bob Armstrong and all those guys, and and they would come and they would wrestle at the Garrett Coliseum. I mean, heck, they'd be ten thousand people out there watching them wrestle. And and That's when he hilarious. would come in, we hated Ric Flair because he was a bad guy, and Bob Armstrong was a good guy. But that's like where you go into like. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, where the bad guy becomes the guy that everybody loves, right? And he kind of invented that, and he completely changed wrestling. Yeah, the anti-hero kind of good guy. Well, and Flair was. People talk about how do you tell a story with wrestling? Well, Flair would express things that you don't like, like he was a coward. He would run away, he'd roll out of the ring. He wasn't an actual coward, but he would ex- show that in the ring. Um, and you'd think he's always going to lose, but then he finds some dirty, underhanded way to win. And it made people hate the guy. Now, what they called kayfabe, the sort of method acting, you never write character, that era is over. We're now in the so-called reality era. That's why you're getting documentaries like this 30 for 30 on Flair. They're pulling back the curtain a bit. But it allows, when you pull back the curtain, uh, for it almost them to f- trick you even more. Where you're thinking, oh, they've given me all this information, I know what's going on, and then they'll trick you. They'll give you a little, like, uh, a taste of the truth, and then use that to hook you in and and fool you. It's brilliant. It, it makes me think, like, Baron, you do this. Like, when you're interviewing somebody on air, and then you turn off the mics, you back up, and there's a conversation afterwards. It's almost like, even if the person is telling the truth on air, once those mics are off... The thing the person says after that, it becomes more genuine and honest. Like, they know there's not a mic in front of you. They know there's nobody else listening except a private conversation. There's something about when you turn the mics off and push back that there's this at least veneer of being genuine. It's weird in that way. It's weird, and it it happens more than you'd realize. Even when they know they're going to be mic'd back up, because you're just in a four or five minute break, you know, bottom or top of the hour, or, you know, the quarter hour breaks. The, the discussion off mic, I always tell people if we could sell pay per view, the discussions off mic, 
we'd be trillionaires. Oh yeah. But the problem is, you wouldn't Nobody have those. Would you wouldn't have those discussions yeah, yeah. because there would be a microphone. Because there would be a microphone going. You'd almost have to surreptitiously record them, and and that's that's obviously dishonest. And you wouldn't do it to a guest, clearly. But uh, well, and but yeah, you're right. There, it's not. I don't even. I, and I've, I've often asked why that is. And, and I don't think it's the there's a veneer of fakeness or anything. I think there's a natural tendency to to shape your conversation to the lowest common denominator out there. And that's not a that's not a hit on anybody. But it's what do I have to say to reach maybe not the lowest common denominator, but the lowest twenty five percentile person listening. Whereas when you push the mics back and you're one on one, you're just reaching that one person, and you can say whatever you yeah. want. And you're not worried about offending them. You're not worried about shocking them. You're not worried about you're just talking to the one. And that's the best explanation I can come up with for why a microphone puts a filter over over someone's mouth. And it really does. Well, especially the politicians who are in the middle of running. Like, they have their campaign shtick. They know what they want to do with their talking points and where they want to go. And a good interviewer tries to pull out little bits here and there. But... It's amazing when those guys are in the middle of campaigning push back yeah. and they can speak freely. And yeah. you see this a little bit. It was like that Romney 47% comment. You saw it with the Hillary Goldman Sachs speeches and Trump's grab them by the comment. Um, it's that, ooh, we found something secret. And and now everybody jumps on it. It's always some big scandal. It's, it's what's driving the news cycle and it's what's driving me crazy is we're getting all the news based off leaks and so-called secret information that isn't all that secret. And it's like, how do you really verify the secret information if the people giving you the leaks won't come out into the light of day? Well, let me ask you this. Mayor, and I know you're a, a you know history very well. Was not our republic based on somewhat of what the uh, Romans uh, system was set up on with the republic? Well, I mean, the way that the, it, not, the, I mean, not a hundred percent. No, but the I way mean, yeah, we, in a way, because the Roman Senate didn't make laws the way the American Senate does. But the fact that you had representatives from different portions of the empire coming together and helping to craft public policy in that sense yeah and and what am, am i dreaming this but did they not have like a, a session in the roman roman senate or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it and and then they would go out and drink a bunch of wine and have the same session again and they would somebody would scribe everything that was said before and after and then they would kind of. Boy, if put it's them not together. true, I hope it was. Yeah, me too. I, I, that's I, one I of really, those. If it's not true, it should have been I, true. I can't imagine that I dreamed that, but I well, think I mean, that's the way that they operated government. Because, in, like well, you probably said, probably you loosen up and you yeah. just say what you really, well, really always, feel. It's always been that way. You have your official sessions, and then you go back. I think in Roman times, it probably would have been the baths. Like, people are relaxing, it was a communal bathing, and they'd hang out. Mm-hmm. I mean, in different standards. Well, in the we day. have that in the United States Senate as well. Oh, because, really? Bathing? Together? Well, in a way, because before. Anthony Weiner. It's and, before the Alzheimer's medicine shows up, there's, <laughs> there's one version of somebody, and then when it shows up, there's another version. I mean, did you read the article? Right. There was an article about the private pharmaceutical guy who shows up and delivers the medicine every day, and they interviewed oh, yeah, him, yeah. and he said, "Frankly, I'm terrified because the stuff I'm delivering up there means these people don't remember yesterday." Wow. And, 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 yeah. And yeah, and, and I'm, I'm I'm not. These just, people are making laws. Nancy Pelosi, for one, she I think she's has faking. gotten worse. Though. I think she's faking. She, she's faking. I it? think so. 
to get sympathy or something? No, no. I think she's. I don't. I don't know. I haven't quite worked all the way through that conspiracy theory, but there's no way she's falling down that quickly, that fast, and that publicly. Hmm. There's just. It's just not possible. There's. There's an angle to this, and I can't figure it out. But it, I don't believe it's real. I don't know. She's talking crazy though. I know. I, I know. Mean, she. She really is. Yeah. And 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 if it wasn't fake, someone would have pulled her aside and said, "Nancy, you got to stay off television." Yeah. You know. Yeah, but she's the leader of the party. Yeah. And I wonder when some of these Democrats are going to give up, uh, like the older ones. And like, there's talk of Biden running again, and it's it. You could tell he wants to run again. The way he's going out in the press, mm-hmm. and that's why these stories are coming up. He's sort of floating the idea. Oh, they're, they're never going to give up, Joey. They don't. They these people. They're never going yeah, to. Yeah, but make up. way for at least some younger Democrats. No, no, they don't think they are competent enough. They've got enough old person to them that. <laughs> oh, Sonny boy, you don't know what you're talking about. Enough old. I, person. I read it completely differently. I don't believe it's a, a. I don't know that Biden wants to do it. I think it's the the globalist handlers are mm. looking out there and saying we have invested so much in what was to be, and you guys didn't pull it off. Get back in that ring. And if you don't, Joe, we're releasing that Skull and Bones video. Or we're going (laughs) to kill the rest of your family. Right. You saw what happened to David Cameron and that pig. It could happen to you, Joe. We have the tape. We have the tape. Now, I need you two to help me out with something. I feel like my roommates are playing a giant, elaborate prank. Andrew, Jonathan, and my brother, Will. You live with four people in that house? Yeah. No, it's a big house. 3,000 square feet. Holy mackerel. Yeah, it's old, but it, it it's works. It's a quadruplex is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Do you have your own spot? Yeah, my own little spot. It looks like uh, somebody called it an Anne Frank room. I wouldn't know I have been invited. That was I hadn't been invited over. So it's not really an Anne Frank room. It's I not went over small. one day, but I'll, I won't disclose why I couldn't come in and do something Wait, you've for been to that my he house? asked me for. I was out in front of your house. I'll tell you at the break. I don't think you want me to, I don't want you to yeah, admit but, this on the air. Oh, Go ahead. About my plumbing? Keep on. Yes, keep yeah, on. Okay, about my plumbing. Yeah, so. I don't want to hear about his plumbing on air either. <laughs> no, so I've been talking about, like, I'm getting into vinyl, and we've got all these you now record players we're finding because we're a bunch of junkers, and uh, people are bringing me vinyl. And so, found last night in this big stack, there was a lot of crap, but there was like, uh, once, what once were vices are now habits, Doobie Brothers record, mm-hmm. really good find, Thriller was in there in great condition, Michael Jackson, uh, Cool in the Gang, the album has Celebration on it, and it's Cool in the Gang where I begin, because the other night, I'm sitting around, we go down the YouTube rabbit hole together, myself, Andrew, and Jonathan. And we start watching Ladies' Night, the Cool in the Game performed live at some award show. And from there, you pick another Cool in the Gang song, like Celebration. And from there, in the list of uh, suggested videos, suggestions, Joey, there is a song from ABBA. And my roommate goes to my other roommate, Andrew says to Jonathan, have you... uh, how long has it been since you've seen Mamma Mia? <laughs> and my other roommate's response is, I asked you that yesterday. I'm like, I've never seen Mamma Mia. And so we're going through these records, and there's ABBA's greatest hits. And my brother comes in and goes, oh, Dancing Queen, greatest song ever made. <laughs> and like my, I might be exaggerating, but my roommates are like, oh yeah, ABBA, man. They're top notch. And I'm sitting there going... 
are they trying to get me excited about ABBA? This is one of those scenarios where someone tells something that's purportedly a joke and everybody starts laughing to see if you'll start laughing. Exactly. I feel like Be I'm strong, Joey. Here. Be strong, Joey. Uh-huh. Don't give in to Dancing Queen. Don't give in to Dancing Queen. But don't don't gi- don't give in, Joey. No, I'm giving Joey, in. Joey, don't give in. Mm. Don't give in to Dancing Queen, Joey. Love me some Alba. <laughs> so that's the album of the day, folks. Joey. Dancing Queen. Joey, don't give in. <laughs> I can't imagine that on vinyl, though. <laughs> oh, and it's it's fantastic. It's worse than it is, Holmes. <laughs> oh, with all the hissing pops. Oh, it's great. Oh, we have a phone call coming in. Let's just go uh, blind, take a risk. News talk, you're on there. Who's this? Yeah, I, I got I got some advice for you, Joey. Oh, hey, what's up, Ben? I got some advice for you. Okay. <laughs> the, the great <laughs> Benny Hanna joins us on News Talk. <laughs> yeah, here's, your, here's the advice. You know, how Jeff Foxworth used to say, you might be a redneck if. Mm-hmm. Your roommates might be, well, homosexuals. <laughs> I'll tell their girlfriends. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. I mean, call me crazy. I'm not trying to lock I'm your door when you to, sleep, uh, Joey. Lock it up. They, ben, they yeah, weren't really I, excited I, I, about Mama Mia. They were. I just, you know, I mean, if you if you really need to go see Mama Mia, that's it's fine. Go get the go get the you know what out of you. And uh, but uh, whoo, I tell you what, I'd, I'd be looking for some new property. Uh, somewhere in Montgomery, Otago, or Elmore County to uh, start laying my head. Because I'm not going to lie to you. You might be homo if you're listening to Mama Mia soundtracks. Well, thank you for that sage advice, Benny Hunter. Anyway, ba- ba- Baron, God help this boy, okay? Jesus. I'm, I'm doing all holy, I can, man. Doing everything holy, I can. Holy cow. All right, y'all have a good one. Okay. See you, man. Yeah, and I was wondering, am I just like being initiated in some way? But like, <laughs> and they pulled up a, a trailer. Joey, you've never seen Mama Mia, and they put it on. And like, is that Pierce Bronson? <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep? Is that the chick from Mean Girls? Wait, you've seen Mean Girls? I love Mean Girls. It's like, what's happening to our generation? Oh, oh man. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with men who no. like Dancing Queen. No, I'm giving into it. Don't do it, it again, Joe. No, no, I'm giving into it. Resist. But I think we need to take a break, and 84 can tell me if what it like is. If you like main girls, uh, you, you might hate Ben's advice. <laughs> it, was, it was a very scintillating take on high school and all the complexity. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, this is the Joey Clark Radio Hour. The album of the day is Dancing Queen by ABBA. I have no idea what's going on, but I kind of like it. Joey Clark.
Joey Clark. Oh, hello. Welcome back to the program. For some reason, Baron Coleman has exited. I threw him out again. He gets out of hand on the brakes. Yeah. He does some crazy stuff. That's why the cameras aren't in there yet. He loses his cotton-picking mind. No, I know. And I'm just... It's a mystery to me what my roommates are doing. Maybe just, they just sincerely like the tones and the melodies of ABBA. The rhythms, the disco influence. Sure. Yeah, they were the disco queens and kings of the age then. Did you, were you ever into disco? Oh, no, no. That was a little bit before my time. Before your time. I'm not as old as I look. Okay. Son. Wait, what was the... (laughs) (laughs) What was the music in your high school experience? Uh, We were like MC Hammer... Uh, so you're talking late 80s, early 90s? Run DMC. Nice. It was That was like that transition period where you came out of the real, like the, the pop stuff. And then you had White Snake on the other side. And dude, I grew up in the greatest music time in the world. The, the 80s, that's to me, is the, the greatest music ever made because they played off one another. Um, well, the 60s might have been better. Yeah, I mean, there were so be. many advances. That, 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 that was so far in front of me, and a lot of that stuff came back in and started getting mixed into songs. Yeah. When they, that's when they started doing the mixing. I think was in the eighties, but but the eighties is that that's some really really good music, and there's there's such a wide variation of the types of musics and the genres that were out there. I mean, it was. It was great. I mean, Crazy you take time. you take you take Run DMC's "Walk This Way," where they took Aerosmith. Oh yeah, and that and was a huge comeback for Aerosmith. It made it, I mean, it, it, in a way, it kind of brought Aerosmith back to the top. You know, of of the cream came back to the top, and it kind of re-energized them. Oh, and, it really uh, did. I mean, it. it they went on to do like the in the nineties like crazy and what it takes and crying and uh, loving an elevator living it yep. up when I'm going down. Uh, let's go back to the phones and talk to Branch. I believe it is. Hey, Branch, what's up? Hey, Joy, what's up? Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Hey, listen, I wasn't I wasn't gonna call. I love your show. I was listening to it, but I, I had to respond to Ben. My okay, buddy. sure. Ben and I have known each other since, well, I don't want to say how long, but a long time. Uh, way longer than you've been alive, Joey. But, uh, Fair enough. Hey, listen, Mama Mia's great music. Ben, you're wrong. Lay off. Joey, you're fine. Okay. And ABBA is great music. I just had to respond. Uh, that's good stuff, man. That's classic stuff. You know, I, I, I put um, Ben up there with Greg. It's probably two of the most knowledgeable guys about music and radio. I mean, those guys know everything. Oh, yeah. And they are. I mean, I, I, I go to them when I, I need some um, some trivia answered. But, nah, that's good music. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about your roommates. That's good stuff. No, and I'm looking forward to watching Mamma Mia for the first time. I mean, who hey, is the father? Good. Who's the father? I, I know, right? Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's great stuff. It's, uh, it's good. So, uh uh, so that, I've, I've got the counterpoint to Ben, so we're, we're all good. Okay. <laughs> well, and hey, love your show. It, appreciate it, Brents. Really do. Enjoy listening, y'all. Thanks. Thanks. Well, and you know, either way, it would be just fine. What are you doing over there? 
trying to think of uh, words. It's like 84 folks is sitting in front of me. He's got his fingers on his temples. He had his eyes shut. I'll throw one more person in there with with Ben is Skipper. Oh, yeah, Skipper. I've had him on. I remember, good gravy, this has been 20-some-odd years ago. I called Skipper because Red Hot Chili Peppers had come out with this song. And the the lyrics to the song, I mean, and this is way back before you didn't have any internet. You couldn't look songs up and see what the words say. But it it says, with the birds, I share this lonely view. With the birds, I share this lonely view. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers? And... I could not figure out under the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've got really bad chronic lyricosis. Yeah. I thought it was saying with the burdens, I share this lonely something. Yeah. Or and and I call Skipper. This is back when you could call the radio station when right. they were playing the music. Right. And Skipper's like, Oh no, man, you have lost your mind. It's with the birds. I share this lonely view. And I'm like, Thank you. Now I know what it's saying. But Skipper is, he's got it too. I mean, he has got the music down. Well, my dad thought when he was a kid that Bad Moon Rising, CCR, was uh, there's a bathroom on the right. It's a common one. What are some of the other ones out there? Uh, Misheard lyrics, folks. The the, uh, 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 Jimi Hendrix uh, Excuse Me Why I Kissed This Guy. What? Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah, that's one while of them. While I kiss this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's one. I, oh, good gosh. I, you, I, mean, I thought, I th- did you like want to hear that? I, w- I would, do, no, I mean, I, I would do a bunch of them. If, if, uh, the, uh, uh, it wasn't, not smashing pumpkins. There's, there's the, uh, uh, I know what a prince and lover ought to be. Who who does that song? I have no idea. I don't know. You're stumping but me. I always just sing it. I don't want to win him any mind to be. Because I couldn't understand any of the words. Well, let's go back to the phones, 272-9228, and talk to Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, good, good evening to you, Joey. I got to weigh in on the musical discussion here as a music teacher. Uh, I, I, know, I got another misheard lyric. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, kiss, rock and roll all night. I used to think they were saying, I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> but it's party every day. But I was going to, about ABBA. Yeah. That's the last pop group, I think, that, like, your grandmother could listen to with you. You know, like, like my grandmother, who was really old then, used to listen to those ABBA records. And I read recently that, ABBA turned down a billion-dollar offer to get back together for one concert. They were going to pay the band. Yeah, and, like, the blood is so bad between those couples. They were two two married couples in ABBA, and they hate each other so bad they won't even go together for money. Wow. So, uh, but I got their box set, man. It's not gay. And there'd be nothing wrong with it if it was. That's just like, I'm... I'm amazed. It's a, such a guilty pleasure for a lot of people. Like, you like ABBA or ABBA? Uh, well, I, I know. I, well, I've always heard that, too. Like, I've never seen Mama Mia, but I, I understand it's like a signpost of that culture or whatever. But I've got the ABBA records, and I've always listened to them. But they, 
I wanted to disagree. I, I never disagree with Benny Hanna, but I think this time I've got to say with Branch, uh, Abba's not, it doesn't make you uh, sissy. Well, okay. <laughs> but I love your show, man. You do a great job. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. No, I think there are a few things that make you gay. Like you like the same sex. Like you're that's attracted like the to the same. That's, that's about it. That's pretty much the that's very first qualification. It. Right. I think that's about it. And that kind of settles the whole deal. Right. You can like whatever food, whatever music. Although I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. What? Beyonce? You don't like B once. She's all right. You ever seen her? I've seen her. I'm not talking about that. You listen to Beyonce's music. Love it. So you like the songs that like love on top? That's fine with me. Fine with you? Because I just see Beyonce when her music's <laughs> Okay. You like the music videos. I get you. Reggie, I'm calling Jay-Z on your <laughs> Now Let's go back to the phones. Uh, New stock, you're on there. Who's this? Hello, Joey. Hello. Hi, Miss Pine Level. Hey, y'all. Hey, um, I, matter of fact, um, me and my son-in-law were discussing uh, meanings and lyrics and songs just last night. Yeah. Did either one of you know the meaning of behind the song Horse With No Name? By America? Yeah. The meaning. I haven't yeah. looked into the lyrics in a while. Um, that's what I'm going to try to do. I hope I can find it and stuff, but... I um, mean, he told me what he thought it meant, you know, which makes sense. But then he said he heard that it was it, that, uh, the guy who sings it through narrow or whatever, that it will, it, that the meaning can change. It can apply to different things. But I, I have always, you know, wondered the meaning behind that song because I love it, but I've never known. And then my second question, I'm sure I know this, but I've forgotten. Who does the song, I'd love to change the world, but I don't know what to do. I'd love to change the world. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank tonight. You're stumping me. <laughs> I, and, I, and I know, I listened to it, and I, I said, I know, I know this, this group and, and who does that song, but I wasn't sure who it will not come to my brain. Is that 10 years after? Yeah. I think it's I 10 years after. See, that's a classic rock band that doesn't get mentioned by a lot of, I think, young people, other generations. Did they only cut like one Zeppelin album? gets mentioned. Uh, ten years after? I don't think so. I think they had a few. But, uh, yeah, they, they, well, they had some ones, a lot of them on their albums that I had. They, they never made radio. Hmm. i got to get um, some ten years after. But yeah, Those the, are the best songs, though, Miss Pine The deep level. cuts. Yeah, the ones that never get on the radio... In, in, in that's just my opinion, but yeah, the, it's, it's the same as people, Miss Pine Level. The best people will ever get on radio. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it's only in certain circumstances. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for your help. Oh, thank you, Miss Pine. All Level. right, uh, let's go back Bye -bye. to the phones once again. Two seven two nine two two eight and Sue to Sue. Yes, Sue, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. I am so enjoying that you have your own show now, and it lasts for a whole hour. Oh, thank you. I like having I, it, too. Yes, I listen to it every night. Um, I was going to tell you something funny. When I was a school teacher for a while, <laughs> I, I don't know why it came to me this way, but um, I used to sing this for the kids, and they used to roar because they were fifth graders, but Nelly Furtado's Like a Bird, 
Um, it, the, you know, she talks kind of funky. Yeah. And sings kind of funky. She's got that accent. And um, when she would say, I don't know where my home is, to me it sounded like she was saying, I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> and so I used to sing that to the kids. <laughs> And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. They would just roar and they would say, Miss Dice, you're insane. I don't know so. where my phone is. <laughs> but anyway, enjoying the talk. Oh, thank you. Um, and I'm so excited for November 17th. J.D. Simo is coming on my show. This guy is like the best guitarist on earth today. And this is from folks like Kirk Hammett, Joe Bonamassa, this guy can rip a guitar, man. And so I'm going to have him on my show. He'll be in studio. I think he's going to perform a couple songs for us. I'm very pumped for that interview that's coming up on Friday, November the 17th. Um, I can't believe this is happening. I'm very excited. I'm a huge guitar guy. Huge. Now, I've fallen off. That'll but it was good. It was one of my first loves in life. Like, something I could really throw myself into... Um, and I have to credit like Jimmy Page and the Blues and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And look at all these people messaging me. It's a talk show, folks. Yeah. Who two, would text or message somebody during a show? 272-9228. No, okay. <laughs> you are the one who texts and messages during a show. What goes into your thoughts there? Like, oh, you I, know don't I'm here time to, I don't have time to call sometimes. You just text. I do, uh, but uh, it, contrary to popular belief, I actually do work from time to time. Oh, really? And I can hear something. I do have earbuds, and I listen all the time, and I can just kind of communicate that way. So, so did this Rick... I'll, I'll give you another one. Okay. The uh, Metallica has his song, Sad But True. <laughs> Sad But True. And we're driving home from Auburn. A friend of mine, this, was, this song came out back when I was in college, I believe, or I was a young man. We were driving back and forth and playing vo- uh, softball and different things. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I mean, it's one of those songs that's just one of those hard-hitting, wide-open, sad but true. And I'm screaming, State Patrol. How did you get State Patrol? I don't know. And that's what Scott, he looks over at me. He says, what in the hell is your problem? What are you singing? It's not sad, but true sounds nothing like State Patrol. <laughs> That's what I heard. I have a disease. I told you. Now, that album, that album is ruined for me because our football coach, Tim Trokey, over at Catholic in my junior, senior year, he really? loved that album, and he would play yes. it in the locker room before every game. And for the first few games, it's like, yeah, it's like instant adrenaline and testosterone. Get out there and fight and play and tackle and whatever. But about several games in, it's like, we're listening to Metallica again? Really? Come on, guys. Oh, I, I love It's a great Metallica. album, but I've had to put that on the shelf for several years to get... And, that, and that's, that, that's the wonderful thing about music, and it's... it's, it's it, it can be wonderful on either side, whether it be sorrowful or, you know, pleasurable. Is it, sound is like smell; it'll take you back to a place. Well, it's a physical, true physical sensation, and, yeah. and it, it takes you when you hear Metallica. So mm-hmm. when you hear that song, it takes you back to the eighth grade. No, and, seriously, and, when and, 
I got like old. Uh, I picked up this iPhone, signed into my Apple account, and all my music I was listening to four or five years ago shows back up. Exactly how I left and it. And you in the go cloud. back in time. And it immediately took me back to living in what we called affectionately Valhalla over on Wentworth Drive. Yeah. And like all the people I knew, it was almost a bittersweet memory. I keep in touch with one of those guys from over there, Sean. But. Uh, I've lost touch with the other folks who I was living with. And it's like, man, what happened I, I heard you and Amy, or Emily, actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that slipped out. I didn't mean to say that. But I heard y'all talking about that last night. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. But it really does do that. When you, you hear a song from, I mean, there's, uh, and this is just. Uh, Where does ABBA take you to? Oh. Uh, ABBA doesn't really it doesn't take do anything anywhere. For you? Yeah, it's just kind of, I remember that song. But Lady in Red. It takes me back to when I was 14 years old because hmm. it was out about that time. We was at, you know, homecoming dance, and there was this girl I really was into, and she wasn't into me. And it, yeah. it puts that pain back inside my body, just the, the you know, that song. But it's, it's, it's really weird how the brain works and what triggers what memories. It's, it's, it is nuts. And it, I mean, it's cool in one way, but, you know, there's other songs. There's songs that make me think about my mama. And when I hear them, it's just, I just turn the radio off, you know, because it's just like, nope. I ain't going to that place because that's where it's going to take me to. And things like that happen. And other ones r remind me of old girlfriends I had. Right. You know, and now, most of them I really didn't care. See, about. like the Backstreet Boys, but the, mostly this is not just a song but a video. The Oops, I Did It Again video with Britney Spears. It takes me right back to like puberty is hitting. Yeah, and, and see, it's that like, was after why my am time. I so fascinated with this Britney Spears video? No, and I look, I think back, and I'm like, why was my dad so fascinated with these? <laughs> <laughs> and now you understand. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, some of the one of the Backstreet Boys uh, songs, uh, one of the first ones they came out with. When I hear it, it takes me back to going to school because they were popular and my brother had a, a cutlass that i mean a good looking cutlass with a good sound system in it yeah. and he used to play it every single morning going and when i hear that song i go back to i'm going to school and when i hear uh uh you dropped a bomb on me oh that song i had a friend of mine when i was in like the fourth grade his he had an older brother much older brother he had a gto Sexy, sexy ass GTO. Right. I'm I'm talking good looking car. Mint look was in mint condition. Great stereo. And I remember driving from the school, spending the night with Powell that night, and and that's what Jim was playing in the radio. Uh, on the way home, it, I'll every single time I hear that song, I'm sitting in the back seat of that GTO with Powell. <laughs> And, and we're headed to his house. Now, one that's weird for me, it just struck me. Um, it, the song didn't come out in this year, but I had to be very young. And I was getting crushes on like girls a couple grades older than me. I'd be like fifth, sixth grade. And a movie came out called Snow Day. It's a Disney movie. And essentially, it's a snow day and kids. It's probably crap if I go back and watch it. But <clears throat> I had the cassette tape soundtrack. And one song on it, it was perfect for my crushing, romantic 
self, that like 13, 14-year-old self. I've been waiting for a girl like you coming to my life. Waiting. Yeah, it was... Oh, yeah. No, oh, it was so good. And, like, I can't hear that song anymore without thinking of my awkward butt back in that time, like, pining over people. Ugh. And that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It yeah, takes teenagers you back are in gross. time. Teenagers are gross. Mm. I'm thinking about myself when that I say that. That is the most awkward time. People say, I wish I was... the weirdest time. No, heck no. Acne. I would, you couldn't pay me to go back to being 14. So awkward. Now, I would be like 25 again. Now, would you go back to 14 if you could keep your brain today? From Uh, today and go back to being 14. No, I wouldn't go back to 14. I'd go back to 16. I wouldn't go back to 14. I am 16 going on 17. I was, when I was 14, believe it or not, I was 5 foot 8, 185 pounds. Oh, you're a big boy. And then you skinny down. And to this day, I'm six foot three, 185 pounds. Wow. Okay, so you gained a pound, and I've grown up. Wow. And turned into this sex symbol that you see sitting in front of. Oh, absolutely. Well, in all seriousness, I didn't have these wrinkles. I earned these. I'm interested in kids who went through the teenage years, (laughs) like in whatever way that could be mocked. Like if you're you're fat, whatever. Did you have to deal with any of that stuff? Big lips and a big butt. You had a big butt. That's where the weight went to your butt. Oh, I still got a big butt. I try. Let me get up and shake it for you. No, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna twerk for you, Joey. Look over here. Look at me twerk. No, I'm not gonna watch you. What? 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 That's what? just that's just wrong. What? What? That's wrong. See, I can I can still twerk, but no, I did. I had that. They I can made. see why your wife married you now. <laughs> You could really cut the rug, man. You dang right. No, did you really actually know any but dances back then? Did you know any like, or did you have a certain moves you would do? Are you like, yeah, I'm asking. Pretending here, or are you questioning me? I'm actually questioning. I'm asking you. Did you know how to dance, and what moves did you? Dude, have? I could dance so good. When I went to bars, I would sweat. Like my whole body down, Ooh, I mean, sexy, like yeah, dripping so. off my collars. Mm-hmm. I would get, and girls would walk up and tap me on the shoulder and say, "Will you go out there and dance some more?" So just, you're like just so I could of this area, dude. I could throw down. What was the place you were throwing down at? Sharkies. Sharkies. And set the scene and for ropers. Me. Set the scene for me. And what do these places look like? Very dark. Yeah. I'm sure a few fluorescent lights or some dim lighting no, around was, the bar. And I, I thought, I swear we've talked about this before. Not on no, air. No, honest to goodness, I, I could I could dance. That's where I met my wife. I, I could, uh, we did country line dance and got real popular in like the mid, mid-90s. mid Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I could do every, you name it, the boot scoot. That's uh, a golden age of country. That really I mean, is. It, yeah. it really was. I right. mean, the Brooks and Dunn era, that's when country music kind of yeah. changed, started changing Boots a little bit. Boogie. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I could do everything. And But I only fast. I didn't slow dance. Most people, you know, is is like, 
at a high school dance. They just sit there and sit there till a slow song comes that on. Was they me, go out yeah. there and, mm-hmm. you know, they do the hand straight out from the side and do the rock back and forth and do that kind of dance. And, nah, I got it there and threw down. I did all the fast songs and the watermelon crawl. You name it. Mm-hmm. I, I could, we, we could do it all. And then when the slow songs came on, I'd go sit down and you get a breather. You didn't have anybody to dance with? Or you no, just, no. Just literally I, get a I enjoy dancing. I, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't going out there to meet girls and take them home and have a one night stand. Do you or still like dance? That. Hell yeah! You still dance? I haven't seen you dance. Dude. In all this time we've been hanging out, I've never seen you dance. <laughs> well, that's because you never come out. It's true. <laughs> you leave early. You, you could do a number. You could do a little step here in Baumhauer's. Let me go over there. I'm out to, I'll do a split right now before I leave. You can do a split? Heck yeah, man. Even in those jorts? In the, that's why I wear jorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's less restriction. Yeah, with the jort. Oh, so when you cut off the lower third or two-thirds, in your case. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can. It gives more room to breathe, right? That's right. Yeah, so that's. Oh, I didn't realize that's where my jeans are hugging me right on the ankle. That's why you can't do a split. You you, you got. To, I've all been wearing pants. Yeah, <laughs> get your yoga pants on and do I have yoga pants. Good. That would be a disturbing image. You in yoga pants. Oh, excuse me. I would look good in yoga pants. Okay. Not to you. Oh. Okay. All right. Whatever. I want to get back to you dancing. So no, I didn't I really good. I, 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 I thought this was one story where you were bragging how you met your wife, but you are an actual dancer at heart. You're not a dairy farmer. You're not a wrestling fan. You're not a conservative. Or I'm you are a dancer first. At 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 heart, to mm. tell you the truth, just to be honest for a second, I'm a performer at heart. Yeah. Is what I am, and and that's what I do. I like I like to make other people happy and make them. Uh, you know, smile yeah. or laugh. I like to be funny. And when I danced, I made women happy, my, my friend. I'm telling you. So they were just that impressed with your skills? Well, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, yes. Just a couple of years ago? Or you've lost your step. I hate to hear yes, that. Yes, I have. <laughs> I hate to hear that. An aging dancing queen. Uh, 20 years old. Or dancing king, excuse me. But every once in a while, it's like that old, talking about country music, it's like that old country song, mm-hmm. I'm not as good as I once was, right. but I'm as good once as I ever was. I can do it once. I can do one split you can do now. do one split. Oh, now. that's it, though. I blew my hamstring out last Then you're time. done after that. You got to oh, lay yeah, down yeah. and take a nap oh, or something. Oh, let go to the doctor. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm only 28, but I mean, I, after one split, I usually want to take a nap, too. The, the brain has not caught up with the body yet. I still think I can do a whole <laughs> lot more than I really can do. <laughs> well, I never knew that you were this big into dancing. It's a shame you missed the disco era. Oh, I would have been a great disco dancer. Now, have you ever seen Mamma Mia? No. Nor have I. I think we should watch it. All right. Sounds like a plan to me. It might be good. I had a whole dance move that was named after me. They used to make fun of me. What was, was it called? What was it called? I, I'm not going to... They called it the clay. Oh, <laughs> the clay. They called, <laughs> yeah. they called it the clay. Can you show it to me right here? Oh, yeah. I can. yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Right. Let's see if I can still hear it. I do like this number. 
his arms are kind of up, his elbows out, hands shimmying in front of him, like the elbows going up. It was kicking. It was kicking the foot. And you back. got a little two-step going on there. <clears throat> oh, the kick the foot back. Kick the foot is, back. That is, was your specialty. That, that's the what they back. made fun of me for, but I kept doing it because it was fun to me. Well. Play 84, we're out of time. Because I wasn't I wasn't trying to impress anybody. I was just having fun. And I always had fun. That's the way to do it. Th- folks, thank you for listening. We're out of time. Did we even talk about Ric Flair tonight? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs>